0: Sheriff Chris Watkins says there's a laundry list of improvements needed at the Peoria County Jail. That's just one of the things you need to know to start your day for Monday, May 15th. I'm Colin Shope and this is WCBU's On Deck. Support for WCBU's On Deck comes from Palomar Wealth, providing financial planning
1: and advice for Central Illinois. Introducing Navigating Your Financial Journey, a podcast exploring the concepts of financial wellness with the Palomar Wealth team. Now available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. More information at palomarwealth.com.
0: First on deck today, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hinted Friday in Peoria at a presidential run he's widely expected to announce later this month. WCBU's Tim Shelley has a roundup. In a campaign style speech,
2: DeSantis says it's time for the Republican Party to look forward and offer what he calls a positive vision for the future instead of nursing past grievances.
0: There is no substitute for victory. We have to reject the culture of losing that has infected our party in recent years. We have no more time for excuses.
2: DeSantis leaned heavily into conservative culture war issues in his Friday keynote address, declaring a war on woke. That message didn't play well with everyone in Peoria, like protester Cecilia Snyder. He's dictating people's civil rights, and that's fascist in nature. Still, those issues are energizing Republicans, like Tazewell County GOP Chairman Jim Rule.
1: It is time to quit talking and to start acting and to take charge and to take our country back.
2: The annual Republican Lincoln Day Dinner at the Peoria Civic Center drew a sellout crowd of more than 1,100 people. For WCBU's On Deck,
0: I'm Tim Shelley. Here are some of the other stories that we're following in the WCBU newsroom. A 41-year-old Princeville woman faces animal cruelty charges after 12 dogs were discovered in a locked shed behind her house. And a Manitowoc man was convicted by a Taswell County jury this week for the 2021 murder of 31 year old Kaylee Windish. And a new exhibit at the Peoria Riverfront Museum explores all facets of the heart. Find more of these stories and all the details at wcbu.org. Sheriff Chris Watkins says the Peoria County Jail houses more than 300 detainees on a daily basis, and that takes a toll on an aging facility. WCBU reporter Joe Deacon talks with Sheriff Watkins about a variety of issues and concerns his office is facing, including the state of their buildings.
1: They need dire help, Um, and I'm in talks right now with our facilities manager and fixing that right now. So, I mean, we have a lot of jail cells that are closed down, so um, we need attention and I'm, I'm getting that. It's just a slow process. It's an old jail. There's a laundry list of things that we're addressing here at the jail. I doubt I'll get a new jail anytime soon. That's very expensive, and I understand that. But we're just addressing the issues right now because um, I don't want to get in the position where I don't have
3: enough um, jail cells for people that are being housed here. When you say you have a laundry list, what are some of the things that need to be taken care of? Plumbing. We have jail cells that we have closed
1: because the plumbing's uh, not working. We need a new roof that's being in the process of being um, done. Um, Some exterior infrastructure issues with this building. So there's a lot.
3: So is this something that the county could use ARPA dollars for, or, or do you know how that would work or anything like that? Yeah, they are using some ARPA. Um, I think our, our
1: roof alone is over a million dollars to replace. So I think that is ARPA money. Um, and there's some, a few other projects. We literally have a meeting next week out here on, on what needs to be prioritized and fixing.
3: You say some of the jail cells are kind of closed down. What is the current inmate population in the jail and the juvenile detention center? And are you still dealing with overpopulation?
1: No, so we we are about three fifteen for adult population. Um, People think that the sheriff is over the juvenile detention center. I actually have nothing to do with the juvenile detention center. It's right next door, but that is ran by the courts uh, by statute. So we obviously work together on certain issues, but no, I have nothing to do with over there. I'm not currently. I don't know what their population is. Um, Ours fluctuates for since I've been sheriff, it fluctuates from two eighty to three twenty. Um, obviously, with the weather breaking right now and you're starting to see a little bit of uptick in crime, that population will start slowly creeping up probably to 350.
3: And what would capacity be?
1: Well, uh, we can hold over 550 um, people. But right now with jail cells, there's no way I can hold that. When I first started 20 years ago, we used to have a population of 500. But um,
3: because of some bail reform that, that has dwindled down over the years. Are you still experiencing a delay in transfers from the jail to the State Department of Corrections? There
1: is still um, a little bit of delay right now, and we're having some major issues with mental health stuff that I've never seen before in 20 years. Right now, we are—I have a correction officer sitting there monitoring an individual who tried to harm himself in jail um, that we we sent to a local hospital, and the local hospital kicked him loose two days later back to us, saying it's our problem. Right, so it's it's very frustrating. The resources are there but i think they're also struggling with staffing and um unfortunately everything gets back put on us i mean we i have a full-time mental health person in the jail and she tells me that almost 70 percent of our population in jail has mental health issues so i mean that we you've heard this many times before from prior sheriffs this has become just a major issue that we're dealing with here and my staff you know even having a mental health professional and 24 7 medical here. It's still, we we can't handle
3: it. You mentioned staffing. What are the sheriff's office current staffing levels and what efforts are you making to recruit more staff and more deputies? We're getting better. You know, I'm almost coming
1: up to a year of being sheriff. And uh, when I took over, we were down 20 correctional officers and about 10 deputies. Um, I've hired over 25 correctional officers and deputies since I've been uh, sheriff. So um, technically, I should be full staffed on the deputy side, but because of some of the task forces that we joined, that number has kind of risen a little bit, right? So I'm trying to keep up. It's a good problem to have. Um the correction officers it's still we're still struggling a little bit. I, I was down twenty correction officers last July when I took over. And now I'm only down eight or nine. So I mean we really are chipping away. We're doing a good job, but we're starting to see that slow down a little bit um this spring. So we're hoping Um, You know, we we keep chipping away at it. The good thing is we're not losing people like we were losing people.
0: That was WCBU's Joe Deacon speaking with Peoria County Sheriff Chris Watkins. You can hear more of their conversation at wcbu.org. Before we let you go, the Gerald M. Brookhart Arts and Education Spring Celebration ends today with live music from regional musicians and students. It's 11.15 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Peoria Courthouse Square. And that's it for today. The show was produced by Holden Kellogg. You can subscribe to WCBU's On Deck podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.